the vast sea of podcasts on the web. 99.99999% of them are boring at best and predictable at worst. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Can we open that? Can we open the door? This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. Everything and nothing all wrapped into one. From current event discussions to talking about... Wait, 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 wait. Squirrel! <clears throat> Where was I? From current event discussions to talking about YouTube and throwing two middle fingers in the air to political correctness. Suck. Suck. It. It. Yes, we've lost our damn minds. And if you haven't lost yours, turn this podcast off. Now for the crazy motherfuckers that stayed. This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. And now your hosts, Buttercream and Grits. Yo, 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 Buttercream, what's happening, Big Daddy? We back here live and in person on the Grits and Buttercream Show. Woo! Hey, Grits, I got a question for you. Oh, Lord, this could get ugly real quick. What's happening? So, first of all, good to talk to you again. Well, so I, well, okay, I that was found, a total curveball. I wasn't expecting I, that. I have found... On the intertubes, which, if I am to believe our fearless congressional leaders, is like a series of interconnected tubes. Is I that found the one, a series is of, that the one what Al Gore invented? Yes. But so here's the thing. I found <clears throat> a bunch of memes related to wealth. Okay. Well, they, you know, they don't apply to me. They only apply to you because you're the one who pays cash for a Mercedes. Well, I mean... Yes, but I mean, it applies to you too. You're far wealthier. You just, I mean, I pay cash for that. You pay cash for everything else. Well, yeah, but I do it on the QVC six easy payment plan. Didn't know you could buy an Oceanic on a six easy payment plan at QVC. (laughs) It's on the one that comes on at two o'clock in the morning. You got to stay up late and watch it. I stopped staying up that late probably 20 years ago. What time do you go to bed now? well, it depends. If I have company... Oh, no, that wasn't a question. Uh, I, I was just... That was a rhetorical question because, you know, it, it's the recording. It's been a long day. I'm getting kind of tired. Yeah. I mean, we are quickly approaching my bedtime. But <clears throat> here, let me throw this out there. So, uh, I think people don't have a real understanding of the different... Of, like, big numbers. Okay? Okay. So, let me throw this out there. The difference between a million and a billion. Okay. So we know lots and lots of millionaires. They're everywhere. Here we go. It's 80,000 BC. You are immortal. The world is still frozen in an ice age. Mm -hmm. You decide decide to save $10,000 every day, never spending a single cent. That sounds like me. 82,021 years later, it's 2021. You still don't have as much money as Elon Musk. <laughs> well, that's that's a fact. Elon's a smart old cookie. And I mean, it ain't yes, every dude. day that you have your parents that own a diamond mine or a gold mine or something and just hook you right up. I, uh, I personally 
just love to watch the SpaceX rockets. You know, SpaceX is going to launch more rockets this year than any nation state has ever managed to launch. And the record was held by the Russians. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. They launched two uh, two Falcon Nines within about four and a half hours of each other the other day. All right, you ready for the next one, Grits? I'm ready as I ever gonna be. I think this one is a. <clears throat> and by the way, for those people who are listening out there, if our math doesn't work out or whatever, you know, is there a feedback mechanism, Grits? Can they like comment somewhere? Yeah, well, it tells them about email and all that stuff. I think all right. uh, so. They Keith can reach out to you if yeah. they want to. If well, they want to, I think Keith is fact. Keith tells them something at the end or something. You know, <clears throat> so they Keith can fact is. check us, is what I'm saying. Yeah, if they want to. All right. So let's talk a little. Uh, th- this meme is great. It's the difference between how we treat individuals and how we allow companies to treat us. And okay. Again. It, it, all of lots of companies are regulated by the government, which are supposed to be looking out for our best interests, right? Oh yeah. So here's the meme, or meme internet statement, I guess. The FBI raids Brooklyn man's home after he hoarded over five thousand boxes of N95 masks and was trying to sell them at a seven hundred percent markup. Wow. Cool. Now do the insulin manufacturers next, because those guys are marking it up. It costs. Uh, what like fifteen dollars to make, and it's seven hundred dollars a month or it's, something. Uh, the thing for insulin actually should be free because God created it because that's a body hormone. Well, the the point it still costs money to produce, but I, you know I think in terms of the 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 talk track itself around this thing is like if an individual does it, we're sending the FBI to his house. If a company that is selling a life saving medication is selling it. Uh, to people, we are not. Our regulators are not forcing them to sell it at a reasonable price point based on margin. They just mark it up however much they want, and that's perfect. That's capitalism. But you try to do it as yourself, you're a criminal, right? You're a criminal. All right, you ready for the next one? Oh Lord, are these like my stories? They just don't never end. That is correct. There is no end. <laughs> There is only Zool. Oh, Lord. You've been right. watching Ghostbusters. Universal healthcare is such a complex beast that only 32 of the world's 33 developed nations have been able to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one is just fantastic. I don't even know what you said. Okay. Here we go. You ready for the next one? This was titled, Why Reward Bad Behavior? And then we'll talk about something, okay? I just want to get a couple of these off my chest. You ready? Okay. Firefighters don't get a bonus for saving lives. True. Why not? Nurses don't get a bonus for saving lives. True. Why not? Doctors don't get a bonus for saving lives. Why not? True. Teachers don't get a bonus for teaching children. Oh, that's because okay? they're, the they're too busy. That's they're too busy. Why should get bank? Why should bankers get bonuses for destroying our our economy? You know, the the former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. I saw that after his bank collapsed. And now the details are coming out. The Fed saw this coming from miles away. Well, does and that surprise The executives you? over there <clears throat> all sold a bunch of stock. And, you know, he's heartbroken he's no longer the CEO of said bank because uh, he's on vacation in Hawaii while well, everybody else is losing their shirt. Well, it's got to be hard to be a CEO of a bank. Okay. Gritz, you need to fact check this one. You ready? 
If it's coming out of your mouth, it's a lie, boys and girls. A lie. Okay. When your boss's income has risen 937% since 1978 and yours has increased by only 5.7%, it's time to stop blaming others for your woes. Well, I agree is that, that true? That is. Say that one more time. When so, your boss's income in, has risen 937% since 1978 and yours has increased by only 57 it's time to stop blaming. It's time to stop. Well, it says something, but. Essentially my, my what it's is, saying is you should be looking for somewhere else to work. Is that what you're saying? No, I think we've done such a poor job of making sure that uh, everybody's work is rewarded. All right, you ready for this next? Uh, let, let's do this final one. I say the final one, but man, these are so good. All right, you ready? Sure. Europeans live longer because of oil, olive oil, red wine, and nuts. I think that's true. Okay. Oh, also turns out they can go to the doctor anytime they want and not go bankrupt. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's within the eight-month waiting period to get an ingrown toenail cut out. All right. Uh, this has to be the final one, and then you got to pick a topic. Okay? Ready? Okay. 20 years ago, working as a server, I lived in a corner one-bedroom apartment downtown with amazing water views for $700 a month. A similar apartment now costs $3,600 a month, more than five times as much. As a lawyer at age 47, I'm unable to afford living in the apartment I did at age 27 while waiting tables. That sounds about that's, right. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you don't live in the apartment you lived in at 27 when you was waiting tables. Of course, you didn't get no tips. I got a tip. What? What's had, the tip? You put me on the spot. I thought you were going to have a tip ready to go. Well, no, you said you had a tip. I was waiting for you to yeah, tell I me. Yeah, I know, but I was so certain you were going to cut me off. I usually leave about 30%, 35%. Oh, for a tip? Yeah. yeah unless, I mean, look. unless they suck, and then I don't leave nothing because it ain't incumbent upon me to subsidize your inability to say good morning, hello, how are you, do you want another glass of sweet Well, tea? I think the fix, I mean, the, the, the fact that we have people in our society rely on tips is BS in the first place. If, uh, if we truly believe that if we pay people a living wage, then people, are, th there's a bunch of restaurants that would fail after that. I'm sure of it. But there's also a number of them would thrive. And ultimately, we can't have an industry uh, that is basically underwater if we have some type of uh, assurance that people working there are making enough money to live. I mean, that's an industry that probably shouldn't exist in the way that it exists then, right? Yeah, I ain't it's quite sure exactly how that came about. I'm not sure. It's just, I know in some countries you don't tip, but unless you're actually insulting somebody, but... You know, that's one of those things that it just kind of, you kind of look at it as like, well, why do you do it like this? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, final one, and then I want you to put put us on topic, okay? Because I'll, I'll look at these things. I, don't worry, long. I got plenty ready? of stories. I got, I got more of these memes, so we don't have to go into Storyland. All right, here we go. In 2009, 
Wealthiest American, $40 billion. Average income, $54,283. Minimum wage, $7.25. In 2022, the wealthiest American is worth $265 billion. Average income dropped to $53,490. Minimum wage still the same. When laws are written by millionaires, funded by billionaires, they benefit. We don't <clears throat> elect the working class Congress. I mean, I think it's hard to argue against that. Well, you got a problem. Not a, there's not a lot of working class people that are stupid enough to run for Congress. But the benefits but, are great. Uh, yeah, but they shouldn't be. There should be no benefits, no insurance, no nothing. You're a servant of the people. You should live in a dorm, eat in a cafeteria, and you should not be allowed to trade stocks or invest in anything until after you leave office and have been gone for several years. Period. Oh, yeah, we need, to, we need to stop that revolving door. And, you know, that's Southern awful. Lightning's got out its new uh, issue. It's got the list of the 15 most charming places to live and stay, probably forever, you like retire to and stuff like that. And one of them was St. Augustine, Florida, which is weird because the fountain of youth don't work. It doesn't, never really did understand that. Who was it that was looking for that? Pizarro? Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. Yep. All right. Final statement I got, and then I'm going to let you keep us on track, Grits, because unfortunately well, you... I got these things pulled up. Well, I've said the final one now for t the last time. I didn't even you know you know how to use the interwebs. Uh, I'm figuring it out. What I do is I'm not sure which button to press, so I just press all of them quickly. Well, you know, you're technological. Right. I mean, you... Its skills are lacking and leave a lot to be desired sometimes. I would like for us to discuss. We can make a top. Let's discuss this next statement, okay? And then if you want, I can tell you how I made absolutely amazing uh, corned beef for. You didn't make uh, corned beef. You should have went Day. to uh, McCool's. What's McCool's? It's a restaurant in Greensboro. I made. Dude, I made. I, I did my own spice rub. I sous vide it for 10 hours at 180. It was amazing. Very, very, very good. All right, so here's a final statement. And oh, let's hey, by the way, this. when you're going to see our mutual redheaded friend again, I didn't have my checkbook, so I told her you'd pick it up for me. No, 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 that's not the way this works. That's my move. Okay, <laughs> you don't just get to take my move. <laughs> that's That's my move. All right. So let's discuss this one because okay. I think this one is it's very uh, uh, it's a power it's powerful. Okay, well, so you well, we'll spit it out. All right, here we go. This is like one of your stories where I really want to set it up. Here we go. You lessen crime by eliminating poverty. You lessen crime with universal health care, public housing, strong unions, high wages, universal child care, and free college. You lessen violence by creating happy, healthy communities that aren't fighting over material resources. Are you done? I am. A, doing none of that will lessen crime. No, it won't. It has nothing to do with crime. Just look at them weirdo Scandinavian countries to where they do all that crap and they still kill each other except they just don't do it with guns they beat each other to, the to death That's with Tudfisk no okay number one if you're gonna do it 
at least you can eat the evidence, okay? No matter how vile and disgusting the Tudfisk actually is. I'm not eating. But, but the preponderance of the They ain't got ketchup can- over there. Yeah, we got ketchup. No, you don't. Not real, not Heinz. Whatever type of ketchup Y'all got you want. Spotted, in fact, they got a, spotted dick over there? No, spotted dick is a British thing. Well, I figured it may have took on since the Union Jack used to fly in all four corners of the globe. Yeah, but it did not fly in the uh, uh, Norwegian. It did not fly in uh, Norway. It probably should have. But it did not. So what they um, what they do have over there is like this. Uh, there's a million different types of mustard. Okay, just like oh. like here. But they have one that's bouled senep, which basically means like a, a bouled is a, like a storage unit or closet. <laughs> So and it's closet it's, mustard. Uh, it's closet mustard, and it is fantastic on the Norwegian hot dogs. Mm. In fact, I'm going to be well, going Well, what is the Norwegian hot dogs made months. out of? Is that made, instead of pig lips and buttholes, is that fish lips? No, the, the, no, no, no. It's the same basic thing. It's uh, it's just that it's cold. Uh, it's warm smoked. I don't want to sound good. You've had bacon is cold smoked. Lots of things are warm smoked. I don't eat bacon. The hot dogs are warm smoked. I gave it up for Lent. You did? I did. Well, what'd you replace it with? Sausage? Nope. Tudfisk. <laughs> I watched a good video on YouTube. and you, you know, know, If I don't you're not careful, I'm going to make you eat some of that stuff. And you are that. not going to enjoy it. Well, I watched a YouTube video, and you know I don't normally do YouTube stuff. That's normally you watching them guys rebuild them sailboats and sashaying around the kitchen and stuff. And sometimes not sashaying, but still rebuilding a sailboat, yes. Well, the video was actually pretty good. It was Michael Knowles, and he was interviewing an exorcist. Except they didn't talk Mm -hmm. a lot about exorcisms. They were talking more about issues with the way people view things nowadays and the laxity of what's happened since probably the 50s and things like that. You know, it's really kind of interesting because, you know, we all, because it touches on one of the things that really is pertinent in the news every day we turn around, which is the transgender this and transgender that. Now, if you want to be that and you want to be that, that's fine. But they made a point on that show that I had never thought about. And, you know, if you are of a certain faith, you believe that man was created in God's image, correct? I'll say yes. Okay, well, I mean, in the Christian faith, let's just say that. You're made in God's image. You're also, the sex that you were made is made, the only thing that is genderless in the in our world of existence is God him or herself period that's just the way it works we have biology the only thing that uh, we are the only creatures that can work with God in the creation of life angels can't do it demons can't do it Satan can't do it only us and God but we have to work in conjunction with God the transgender movement however if you notice though back through antiquity 
a lot of the times when a demon or the devil was portrayed, it was a sexually androgynous figure, either or it had both male and female parts. So you'd have like a female's chest with male genitalia and things like that. So you're you're actually affronting God. I, I'm not saying that they're not legitimate in what they're feeling. I'm just saying that the concept of me of being in the wrong body, I do not understand and I do not think it is accurate. And I'll give you an example. You know, I have some formal sure. training. Uh, so, no, no, no. So hold on. Let, let's let's take a step back. There's absolutely people that are just, that feel they are not in the right body. Well, right. I, I get that they feel. They feel. Well, hold on. <laughs> right. Hold on. But the preponderance of that has really, really grown. Okay. Right. And so I think, look, man, when you and I were going to school, like there was everybody had some kid in their school who was like now they would diagnose him with anxiety, uh, anxiety, right? They were just the kind of nervous kid. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. And there, uh, so. And there was always somebody who was like a little, little on the edge. And oh yeah, man, they were just high strung, like a okay? chihuahua. Like, exactly. And and so a lot of the thing, you know, I think the way that I look at it is back in the day we still had all of the same problems. We just got a little bit more guidance when we came across things that were out out of the normal to help us kind of rebalance ourselves right well, i don't even so, think it's necessarily more guidance i think we did not have the concept that everybody considered themselves a victim i i agree 100 percent. the the america that existed 50 years ago is not the america that we see today oh i agree and even keith even says that in the beginning of another show mm-hmm and then yep. it's just, I find that amazing. And I find it, you know, because, you know, my, my initial professional training was in a completely different field than what we're in. And so one of the case studies we did was a gentleman that thought pretty much like this. They, he, he was swore he was in the wrong body that he couldn't get love because he was in the wrong body and this, that, and the other. Well, the background of the case is this. The mother had him before she married her husband, okay? The kid's father, after he was born, split, didn't want anything to do with it, all right? The mother marries again. The kid's, I think, less than a year old. Uh, the mother gets pregnant again, gives birth to a daughter, the man that she married, and I'm not saying this is for all cases, but you have to look at things like this because this very much plays into the psychological um, conditioning of the individual. Okay, so she got married again. They had another child. The child was a girl. The father in the marriage, even though he was not the biological father of the boy, doted on the girl and had little to nothing to do with the boy 
or did little to nothing with the boy. So as the boy grew up and saw this, in his mind he was seen, and he become to believe that in order to be loved or get loved, he would have to be female. And he went through a whole world. Hey, how long control. till this story has a point? Like, I'm just curious. Well, the point is... Just- <laughs> Just because at, it's a transient feeling that you feel confused or something like that does not necessarily mean that God made a mistake and put you in the wrong body. Listen, everybody feels confused about all kind, uh, about a million different things at, at some point in their life. The difference is that uh, you know people would ask a lot of counter questions back, right? It wasn't. There's a reason we don't allow kids to vote. Because they're not developed and, uh, uh, enough to be able to make the decision, the most important decision. Well, we, we seem to be wanting, from, to, from a wanting them to make a decision right. but, that would affect but their we entire also, we, life by gender transformation. Right, but we also, don't, we also don't allow minors, in fact, not even minors, people under 21, not even uh, under 18, uh, but under 21 to purchase alcohol. Okay, so I don't understand how we can feel it's reasonable that we allow kids to make decisions, frankly, with far more dramatic consequences than that. Yeah, right? it, it makes it no just kind of it baffles me, and I don't, and I just kind of they get they lump everything into this LGBTQT whatever whatever, whatever letter they've decided to add. But the argument for one group totally undercuts the argument for another group. Because if you're a man and you don't can't describe what a man or a woman is and sex doesn't matter, that totally nullifies the argument for gay marriage. So you can't have your both ways and have your cake and eat it too. Hey, I can't remember if we talked about this last time. But if you go to a bar and you're overserved and you cause an accident, the bar is somehow li- uh, sometimes liable in that incident, right? They overserved you. Okay. And in the U.S., we have people that want to sue the firearms manufacturers because people use their guns in a way that hurt people, right? And we want okay. to hold the manufacturers accountable. So... Based on that logic, the fact that we're supplying all of these weapons to Ukraine and all of the intelligence on how to use them, why do we not feel that Russia already feel uh, already acknowledges that we are absolutely at war with them? Well, like, I, why I, would, I internal, would argue that why we... would the recognition of our internal policy be so different than our external one? I would right. argue like, that we probably already are because what business do we have flying anything in the Black Sea? We have nothing over there. Right. And, and by the way, it's, you know, look, we lost the drone. That stinks. We kind of stopped talking about the fact that the U.S. most likely blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Well, I thought the proof had already I mean, come out. The, the CIA had already admitted that they had done it. Oh, uh, I, I didn't hear that. I, I know that there's some debate about whether a pro-Ukrainian a Ukrainian group did it or not. Oh, I the think no, no, no. Is, it wasn't the CIA. It was a NATO group that had done it. 
Yeah, but my point is we just stopped talking about that entirely. And that is abs- that is not an accident. That's a deliberate act. Well, I, look I think at- someone could make a case that uh, the U.S., number one, is the question, should we have, you know, all these drones loitering all over the world? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, how would we feel if we had them loitering off of uh, off of uh, the Gulf of Mexico? We probably well, we didn't have a drone, it. but we had but, a weather balloon. Balloon. But... Again, we're being told that the loss of this drone is tragic, and I think we could we could see in that you know they were trying to disrupt it. There's no doubt. Was that an accident? Maybe, maybe not. The Nord Stream pipeline was absolutely 100% not an accident. It was a deliberate act. Well, let's look at it like With this. Far worse consequences, by the way, for one of our biggest European partners. Well, let's look at it like this. The final analysis of everything, history. You can learn a lot from history, and you can be doomed to repeat it if you don't learn it. Right. We agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So evidently, we learned that we had one president that was ready to withdraw troops and advisors and everything from Vietnam, right? And his quote was, in the final analysis, it's their war, they have to win or lose it, Right. And I'm referring to President yeah. Kennedy. President Kennedy had already set for the first part Just, and first uh, round uh, of troops to be pulled out of Vietnam by December of 1963. Okay. Just hold on. So the the other thing is we, we keep I keep hearing about Russia's imperial ambitions. Imperial ambitions. I mean it was part of Russia just, to begin with. But my point is we're, we're blowing up uh, countries all over the planet. Okay, to to we're, it's like we're here to spread democracy. It's like, well, I'm not sure if you do that at the point of a gun. Well, we're not even a democracy, so how can we spread it? Well, I th- you can, we're a constitutional you can, uh, republic, right? That that doesn't mean that we can't spread democracy, but the fact of the matter is that has failed in 100 percent of opportunities. I think, right? Well, for the way they do it, because they tend to put a puppet in charge that they can control. And then when they start growing a set of testicular fortitude, they decide to kill them like Saddam Hussein. Any regime change we are at fault for, our foreign policy for the last 175 years has been completely wrong. We are not the policemen of the world. We have no business over there. If the I'm, if I feel for the Ukrainians, I really do. But the bottom line is, it's not our war, it's their war. Right, but but there's nothing to stop anyone who feels passionate about any issue to donate time or resources to try and <clears throat> to try and solve that issue. Right? Well, it's how just like people, I don't well, understand like how you're going to solve they, the issue. What I'm saying is, it's for people. Well, let let's take a let, let let's look at something domestic. Okay. We ever oh we need to raise taxes. Why? So that I need to pay for a bunch of stuff that frankly I have no interest in. Right? What Americans are the most giving people on the planet. So yes, we need tax uh, we need to have taxes, but we need to lean down our government so those taxes are going into things that So you don't use a two hundred thousand dollar missile shot from a two hundred million dollar jet to shoot down a weather balloon? 
It was a four hundred thousand something dollar missile. The balloon, one of them, I believe, was under seventy dollars. It was like some mm. balloon out of some university. And those F thirty fives, they're part of the largest, I think, largest military uh, uh, project with like a, a life cycle cost of more than a trillion dollars. And I just uh, it baffles me that we spend continually more than the what the closest thirty seven nations. Ten. Yeah, it's like basically every country on the planet, you can add them up, and it's like that's what we're spending. And most of those are allies, supposedly. Well, whether they are or not, the fact of the matter is, I had this uh, conversation with a, with a friend of mine. So the U.S. and Russia and certain, actually the U.S., Russia, and I, w- I would say China. Maybe there's some others. They run this thing called the nuclear triad, right? Which is basically try for three. It's like, hey, we have missiles and silos that are nuclear uh, warheads. We got missiles on submarines that have nuclear warheads. And we have mm-hmm. uh, airplanes that take nuclear warheads. But if you ask people in that defense community, you only need one of those. And that's a nuclear submarine mm-hmm. with nuclear missiles is the ace in the hole. The other ones, what do you even need them for? And what's the cost of maintaining all of that stuff if I could just launch it out of a submarine? That's true. Right? And, and so just like everything else in life, solutions get their own momentum and you can't stop them. Problems get their own momentum and you can't stop them. Everybody says, hey, this is a bad idea. Well, what are we going to do about it? Oh, there's nothing we can do. We just got to roll with it. Hmm. It's insane. It's, it's, there's a lot of insanity going on now. A lot of it. Yeah, the whole bank, the, all the bank stuff is totally crazy. You can't even get a good comic book anymore. UBS is buying, uh, what's the name of that other Swiss bank? The second largest one? Credit Suisse. Swiss. Uh, yeah. Uh, they bought them for X number of dollars. Oh, and the government extended another $100 billion line of credit to them. Well, that's nice. Uh, I mean... I mean, wait, wait, and the, then these we sums had, are now, so wait big. Minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. The FDIC was put in place when the banks fell on black in the, in the 20s. Okay? And everybody lost everything because the banks failed. You're insured up mm-hmm. to $250,000. And then you hear the ones for Silicon Valley, all of them are going to be made whole. Well, you know what? If you were stupid enough to keep $400 million in one account, that's your problem, not mine. Why are yeah, but the my other money going is, to go make you whole? Why are we going to make someone, if I have literally removed all of the risk calculation, if I'm just going to make everybody whole? Like what? Why would any? You don't need to make any good decisions if the government's just going to make everybody. Well, they're, the they're way, not talking about hold on, the bank. No, hold they're on. not talking about the bank. No, no, they're, they're talking, not talking about, about the, for the bank. They're talking about for the depositors. But my point is, Yellen has already said, "Oh no, 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 we can't, we can't do that for everybody." Okay, so then why are we doing it for this? This one you shouldn't do it for any unless not it's even up to not even a tier one thousand dollars. Which is what the FDIC says. Because if it was you right. or I, and we had 255000 and not 250000 we'd just eat $5,000. Right. And, and again, it's like, if you know those are the rules going in, why are we going to change them 
at the end. It makes no sense. No insurance company is is ever going to pay you more than what your policy is written for. Just like, oh, well, your house burned down and it's worth 600 grand, but here's a check for $800,000. Like, that's absurd. It would never happen. And in fact, if you look at, uh, you know, recently there was uh, an incident where a garbage truck sideswiped a car. Mm-hmm. And uh, the city self-insures. But more importantly, the uh, just like the federal government, they have sovereign immunity. Some states have it. Some state and local governments have it. Mm-hmm. And so their position on it is, hey, we're totally at fault, but we're not going to pay because we have immunity. And we can't just go and pay you because then we got to pay everybody. But when we look at the bank situation, it's like, oh, we're just going to over... We're, we're, uh, everybody's insured, but we're going to go above and beyond that. Like, it functionally makes no sense. And I would argue that if, if you're in another bank and there's a run on that bank and they only sue you, uh, they only insure you for 250K, mm-hmm. isn't there some type of legal action that should be taken after that to ensure that everyone is treated equally under the law? Well, I would think right? that I mean, they would have Equality a under the law is a core tenet of... America, and we're mm-hmm. just not even pretending to play that game anymore. Well, it's equal protection. Um, and yeah. I would think that they would give somebody a case that they could try it in court. But um, it, it's just, you know, that's one reason why I don't really like politics. There's a bunch of idiots up there running it. Anybody that's got any sense don't want anything to do with it. You got that blowhard orange man that's going to be arrested probably tomorrow and perp walked or frog walked or frog marched or whatever they say. And it's just, we are, you know, I was listening to a a podcast last night or this morning, actually early on the way into the office called the Wittering Whitehalls. And it's it's a British couple, Michael and um, Hillary Whitehall. And Michael Whitehall was an older gentleman. Hillary's a little younger. But he was talking about how what's really lacking, in, they were referring to British politics, but it's, it's just not British politics. It's all over the world. We are really lacking in the fact that we just have warm bodies. We do not have statesmen anymore. We do not have anybody that is has the ability or the cognitive power to compromise and work out what's best because you know sometimes even though you get elected sometimes you have to do what's best and make hard decisions whether they're popular or not look at margaret thatcher look at franklin roosevelt even though he was one of the most unconstitutional presidents in the united states history look at ronald reagan and look at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton made a good decisions, even though he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Some of his policies were right on the money. And then we mm-hmm. have gone from halfway back, climbing back up the mountain, to down, we're down below underneath the valley somewhere. And there seems to be no hope for redemption at this point. And I'm... I find it really hard, and it's kind of depressing when you look at it. You have you have people now screaming for stuff and wanting for stuff and have no idea or concept of what an amendment to the Constitution means 
what the law actually says, what the amendment says, or Buddy, the, the Democrats way to are it. still the Democrats are still pushing to have Washington D.C. made a state when by when by definition it should not be. It's not supposed to be. It's That's supposed my to be point. independent. And matter of fact, right. If you want to live there, that's your problem. I don't even think Puerto Rico should be made a state. Right. Truthfully, by the way, I'm probably going to retire to Puerto Rico. I think we should let them go, let them do whatever they want to do, and say farewell so long. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let's take a step back. Because Puerto Rico benefits tremendously from America. Oh, I know. Right? They're like on they the dole just like for, the rest of the right, they, Hold on. They qualify for FEMA and everything else, okay? Uh, but they don't pay federal income taxes. Well, they don't have to. The rest of us poor schmucks pay it. But my point is, retiring to Puerto Rico sounds like a pretty good deal. I couldn't retire down there. Why not? Well, because, A, if there's something storm comes through and they have to do something, they're going to let all the stuff rot in a warehouse at the airport before they ever give it to anybody because it's evidently just as corrupt as Ukraine is. I, I, I have heard such things. But, like, if I look at uh, living in a, well, whether it's Puerto Rico or uh, Ecuador, or somewhere in Central America, Panama, whatever, I mean, when you go, or heck, even something like Portugal, if 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 I'm retiring in a place like that, I want a place that is not connected to any infrastructure. Like I'm going off the grid, man. And but I'm not I'm not going to live in a cave, right? But you invest in solar. That'll and, last you know, about fifteen or twenty minutes. Why? Because you are glued to an iPhone constantly. Yeah, but I look forward to not being. Yeah, but the problem is, is you never will not be because there ain't no way you're going to give up YouTube. I need YouTube to show me how to build my boat. That's right. You, you have know a, what, Grits? What? Maybe I will buy the plans for a boat and build it without the assistance of YouTube. Oh, my lord. Playing from Kenneth's Mac Studio. Oh, oh, very nice. Very nice. I have no idea what it's doing. Virtual assist. Well, you're probably not recording. I am. We are recording. <laughs> I don't know what it's playing, though. No I clue. Know what it's playing either. Hey, it's did you just, hear today uh, was over just kind France of a there. grumpy day. It's just, it's just, I've been reading the news and the headlines. You know, you just get overwhelmed. And normally I don't have that problem. Normally I have some gourmet marshmallows and a Coca Cola or a Sunkiss Zero and some cookies with sprinkles and cream in the middle of them. But today it's just like. I didn't even you know get what? any Girl Scout cookies this, this year. This stuff just makes me mad. I did. They had a raspberry flavor Girl Scout this, cookies year. this year. And they were good. And you know how I know they were good? Because that was the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. And we gone. You've been listening to the Buttercream and Grit Show. If you were able to make it to the end of the show, you have serious mental issues. 
and you're probably family. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Drop us a note at grits at thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you're one of the rare listeners with opposable thumbs, go to www.thecarolinaunderground.com slash buttercream and grits. Stay crazy, motherfuckers. See you next time on the Buttercream and Grits Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.